What is up, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Made to Excel Fitness Podcast, a fitness podcast for you, by you. I'm your host, as always, Mark Torres. And in today's episode, episode 23, it's all about getting strong. I'm going to review three of the most popular strength building programs of all time, tell you the pros and cons of each. Class is back in session with the Made to Excel Fitness University of Hard Knocks of Common Sense. And as always, the weekly follow-up. Let's talk about it all. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It is Monday, August 10th. Welcome to the Made to Excel Fitness Podcast. Uh, as much as possible, when I can, I like to wear a jersey that corresponds with the episode number for that particular week. So this week, episode 23, I got my UNC Michael Jordan jersey on, um, and I've had this jersey for a very, very long time. It's a reversible jersey. The inside of it is a Team USA jersey where he wore number nine, so I missed that boat a long time ago, obviously. Um, I kind of forgot I had the jersey. It was in my closet deep deep in the back uh i've had this jersey since i was like 10 11 12 years old obviously as a 12 year old i was a much smaller human being like physically um than i am now and this jersey is a size extra large as a grown-ass man right now this shit doesn't fit it's a dress so i can't imagine what it looked like on me when i was a 12 year old um this is 100 percent a situation where they probably this is the last size that they had and i just wanted it so badly um that i convinced whoever was there to buy it for me regardless of the fact that it didn't fit right you take your kids to foot locker they want a shoe really badly uh the foot locker person says we only got a size whatever whatever size is smaller than your kid's size they jam their toes in there they're all crinkled up in the front your kid's gonna tell you that they're comfortable of course they're gonna tell you they're comfortable they want to shoot i've seen it many times um this is 100% one of those situations. Uh, you know, it looks funny, but such is life. But anyways, I digress. Today's episode is all about getting strong. And you might be wondering, you might be saying to yourself, hey, Mark, I don't really care about getting strong, right? I want to lose weight. I want to build muscle. If I get strong along the way, fine. But it's not a priority of mine. And being strong is never a bad thing, right? You go to the grocery store, you buy a bunch of groceries. You want to, no matter how many grocery bags you have, make only one trip from the car to the house. That's being strong. Um, you want to move things around in your house. You want to move the bed around. You want to move a couch. That all comes with being strong, um, having some strength. So strength is a quality of life thing. It might not be uh, appearance thing. It might not be uh, a physical thing. You might not see any you know, real changes. Of course, once you get stronger, um, muscle building a lot of times does happen, but not necessarily. So it's not an aesthetic thing, but it's a performance thing, right? You want to pick up your kids. Hopefully they're young kids. You're not just picking up your 15 year old, but you have a, a young kid, a baby. You want to pick them up without hurting yourself. You want to pick up your dog, your pet without hurting yourself. That all comes with being strong. So being strong is never a bad thing. It's a performance thing, an injury prevention thing, not necessarily a physical appearance thing, um, which you might have more of a focus on, but being strong is never a bad thing. So today I'm going to go over three of the more popular strength building exercises that there are out there. And since this is only a half an hour show, I'm going to gloss over them pretty quickly. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of a dive, but I'm going to kind of go over the surface, um, tell you some pros and cons of each. Um, but if you want to dig deeper into them, um, definitely give them a Google after the fact. Let me know. I'll point you in the right direction. But without further ado, here's program number one. Program number one is called the Texas Method. The Texas Method was created by Mark Ripito. Hopefully I said his name correctly. Uh, Mark Ripito is a fitness author. He's got many fitness books. Um, if you're a person who really wants to get into fitness, the intricacies of fitness, not like you're a 
constant gym goer and you care about your health, like you really want to get deep into fitness. Um, his book, Starting Strength, might be the first, kind of one of the first books that you read. Um, it kind of takes a deeper dive into the basics of being strong. So um, definitely if fitness is your thing and you want to take a deeper dive, um, that's something to take a look at. Some of his ideas are a little wonky. Some of his ideas are a little off the wall. Um, you know, I don't agree with every single thing that he says, um, but this is, you know, he's a really good, like, knowledge-based person um, to have in your circle if you're a fitness person. Um, so he's the creator of the Texas Method. It's called the Texas Method because he's from Texas. Um, the Texas Method Texas Method uh, is a three-day split. So you're working out three days. You have four days worth of rest. Uh, it could be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It could be Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Um, any three days as long as there's at least one day of rest in between. Don't try to do uh, any one of these programs like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You got to give your body a little bit of time to rest. Um, but day one, whatever day that ends up being, could be a Monday, could be Tuesday, could be Sunday, whatever. Day one is a volume day. So you're going to do a moderately heavy weight uh, for moderate amounts of reps. So you're going to do a squat, five sets of five reps, bench or overhead press, whichever you choose, five sets of five reps, and a deadlift, one set of five reps. Um, so you're doing the three big lifts all on one day. And uh, obviously when I say deadlift one set of five reps, it's not like you're picking a heavy weight and you're just going for it right off the bat. Of course, there's some warm-up sets that lead up to that that don't count towards that one set. You have one working set to whatever um, weight you want to choose. And like I said, I'm glossing over this. If you want to know the specific weights, the percentages of weights, how to figure out what you would actually be lifting, um, give it a Google, the Texas method, right? And you can take a little bit of a deeper dive or ask me. Uh, I'd be glad to point you in the right direction. But uh, it's a moderately heavy weight. You're doing five sets of five reps for, the, for a squat and a bench press and one set of five reps for the deadlift on day one. Day two is a recovery day. So you're going to do lower weights than you did on day one for uh, the squat and the bench press are the same amount of reps though. So the squat is two sets of five reps and the bench is three sets of five reps. Um, so same amount of reps, but a lower weight. And then at the end, you're going to do chin-ups, three sets to failure and a back extension or a glute ham raise, whichever you choose for five sets of 10 reps. So at the end, you have um, some accessory work that you're going to do on top of the core lifts, right? Day two, you do not deadlift. Day two, uh, Mark Ripito says the deadlift is a very taxing exercise. So to do it on Monday and do one heavy, heavy-ish um, set is probably more than enough. Um, it'll be hard to try to recover from much more than that, right? So you're not going to deadlift on Wednesday. You're not even going to deadlift on the third day. Um, but day two is a recovery day, lighter weights, some more reps in there. Um, and then day three is your intensity day. You're going to try to do more weight than you did on Monday. So whatever weight that you did on Monday, you're going to try to beat it, right? So you're going to have, uh, you're going to push for a new five rep max, obviously squat one set of five reps, bench one set of five reps. So you're doing one set, you're working up to a hopefully new max of those five reps. And then you're going to finish off with power cleans or snatches for either five by three or six by two. So five, five sets of three reps or six sets of two reps, just to kind of promote some explosiveness, which is really kind of important when it comes to building strength. And I just made an, an Instagram post when I was doing um, an incline dumbbell bench press, but I was doing them very quickly, right? Explosiveness goes hand in hand with strength a lot of the time. So those are the three days of the Texas method. Um, obviously, you're doing a lot of the core lifts, squat, bench, deadlift, that is a bulk majority of your workouts. Um, and then you have a couple, one or two accessory exercises on Wednesday and one or two accessory exercises 
on Friday. Uh, Mark Ribbito says you should do this for six to nine months. Um, I believe this is a four-week cycle. So you do, uh, you do this for four weeks, and then you start a new cycle with new weights four weeks. And you do that for, uh, obviously, that's a month. You might do that anywhere from six to nine times. The pros of the Texas method is you're going to get strong. The pros for all three of these is you're going to get strong. They're strength building programs, of course. Um, pro number two, there's lots of structure, right? This is a very, uh, this is a very written out program for you already. There's not a lot of leeway. So if you're a person who's very random in the gym, you don't know what to do and you need structure, this is good for you, right? Because it's written out for you. Once you take a deeper dive into the Texas method and you know your numbers, it's all written out for you. You know exactly when you walk into the door of the gym, exactly what you're going to do. So that's fantastic. Um, you can get good at the core lifts. That's pro number three of the Texas method. You're doing a lot of the core lifts, the squat, the bench press, or the overhead press, um, and the deadlift, right? So if you really want to focus on those, this is a good um, training program for you. And the last pro is it's only three days of working out, right? Um, it's a hard three days, but it's only three days. So if you have a very limited amount of time to be working out, um, you're a very busy person and you want to get into the gym as little as you possibly can, this could be a good program for you. It's only three days. Um, the cons, it's really, really, really hard. It's only three days, but it's a really hard three days. Uh, Mark Ripito says this is not a, uh, a workout program for beginners, right? You should have a little bit of a base of strength already. Um, it's going to be taxing. Um, it's going to be very fatiguing and hard to recover from. Um, so it's going to be really hard, right? If you do not like very, very, very intense exercises, this program might not be for you. Um, the other thing, con number two is Mark Ripito suggests eating lots of calories in order to keep up with the workout. So this is not a workout for aesthetics, right? If you are worried about losing weight, um, this is not the workout for you because you're going to be pushing heavier and heavier and heavier weights. So Mark Ripito says 5,000 calories, which seems a bit excessive, um, but you should be eating in excess of calories in order to continue to get stronger and stronger and stronger. So this is really good for like bulking. If you want to build muscle and build strength, this might be a good program for you. And last but not least, the third con is that is a very limited exercise selection. You're doing the squat, the bench press, and the deadlift, and you have like two or three accessory exercises, and that's it, right? So if you're a person that gets very bored, this might not be the program for you because there's not that many exercises that you can do uh, in this program. Um, but that's the Texas method. Obviously, give it a Google if that interested you. Program number two is 531. This one is created by Jim Wendler. Um, one of the more popular, one of the most popular, maybe if not the most popular strength building program that's out there. Um, I believe when I just came out of college, I did 531 for a little bit. And then I took a sabbatical from the gym for a little bit. Um, so I don't think I did it for too, too long, but I remember enjoying it. Uh, created by Jim Wendler, it is three to four times a week that you're working out. You're focusing on one core lift per day, unlike the Texas method where you did all three lifts on one day and the other two days you're doing two of the three lifts. So for five, three, one, you're doing either a squat, a bench press, or a deadlift. You're not, you know, doing all of them on one day. You're focusing on one only. Um, so on week one, you're doing three sets of five reps for whatever core lift you're doing. Week two, you're doing three sets of three reps. And then on week three, you're doing uh, three sets First set is five reps. First, uh, second set is three reps. Third set is one rep. And then week four is a deload. You're going to drop the weights um, and kind of rest on that week. It's an active recovery. But the thing to think about, so each week that you go in, um, so let's say you're doing uh, week one, you have a bench press, right? So you're doing three sets of five reps in week one. Um, each concurrent set that you do, the weight is going to get heavier. And then the last set that you do is a plus set, right? So um, 
Set one is three by five. Set two, three by five. Set three is three by five plus, which means that set could be six reps, seven reps, eight reps. If you have more than five reps in the tank, you're going to try to rep it out for as many reps as you can before failing. So if you have reps in the tank, get those reps in that last set, the plus set. Um, and Jim Wendler em emphasizes starting light, um, progressing slowly and doing accessory work. So, um, obviously with the plus sets, you have a little bit of wiggle room, right? If you pick a weight that's too light, you have a plus set. You're not, you don't have a ceiling, right? If you're prescribed to do three by five, but you're really much stronger than that and you just stop at five, you're, it's going to be really hard for you to make progress. You'll make it eventually you'll get there. But with the five, three, one and the plus set at the end, you can start to make up that ground kind of more quickly. Um, because if you pick the weight that was too light and you have that plus set, you can actually do extra reps that is in the program for you, which is really good. And of course you have accessory work. He likes to do chin-ups, dips, lunges, and back extensions. He says, don't go apeshit with accessory work. If you have a reason to do it, unless you have a reason to do it, don't do it. Right. Um, so Unlike Texas method, there's a little bit of leeway here. You you want to focus on your core lift. That's where you're doing the three five or the five three one, and then after that, you can do a little bit of accessory work, right? So that's kind of a good luxury to have that the Texas method doesn't. So the pros of the five three one, you get strong, right? These are all pros for all these programs. Number two, structured. Once again, Jim Wendler says, do not customize five three one. As soon as you customize it, it is no longer five three one, which makes a ton of sense, right? So if you need that rigidity in your life, you're too random when you go into the gym, something like 531, something like Texas Method has a lot of structure, that's a good thing for you. Uh, same thing as Texas Method, you're getting good at the core lifts, right? You're doing a lot of the core lifts, but you're doing one per day versus the three per day that you do in the Texas Method. Um, so if you like the core lifts, a good exit or a good program for you. Um, another pro, you're PRing all the time, right? You're hitting personal records all the time. So every time you do a plus set, you're trying to push for another PR record, right? If you did um, a bench press for six reps, um, the first time you go around and you go and do seven reps, that is a personal record for you. And you're doing that pretty much every week. Uh, not that you're going to progress every week, but you're trying to PR every week. So you have, if you're a person who's very goal oriented and you're motivated by progression, this is a good program for you because you're constantly trying to break your personal records. Um, there's a bigger exercise pool, which is great. Texas Method is very limited. Um, with the 531, obviously, he doesn't want you to go super crazy with accessory work, but you have that option available to you. Um, so you're not just doing core lifts. You can do other things as well. Uh, and this one, more so than Texas Method, is a little bit of a blend of powerlifting and bodybuilding, right? So maybe... You know, you still want to get stronger, but there's less of an emphasis on just getting strong and more of an emphasis on also building muscle as well. So if aesthetics is your thing, five through one is a step in that right direction. So if you're interested in that, Google five through one. But last but not least, the third program on the docket today is the West Side Method. The West Side Method was created by Louis Simmons. He was the creator of West Side Barbell in Columbus, Ohio, which is one of the most elite powerlifting gyms in the country in the world probably and it's invite only that's how serious it is you can't just walk you know no joe schmo can just walk into west side barbell you have to be invited in um in order to work out there um nobody really knows what the true west side method is except for louis um louis is always changing um which is kind of cool right because louis not steadfast in his ways where he's so adamant that he knows specific things that he won't change 
as he learns more, he adapts his program um, and it's constantly changing, right? So nobody really knows what Westside is except for Louis Simmons. Um, and if you watch Westside versus the World, which is a documentary on the Westside Barbell Gym, um, I think he says in there, once he dies, that's it for Westside, right? Um, Westside is going to, you know, close uh, kind of, um, unless somebody comes in later and takes it over. But it seems like Westside is going to go away when Louis eventually ends up passing on. So um, this is a guy who holds things close to his heart. Only he really knows what the Westside method is. Um, and so I'm not going to try to explain what Westside is because I'm not even entirely sure. But there's some principles here um, of Westside. Uh, so there's going to have, you're going to have max effort days and you're going to have dynamic days. A max effort day is where you're going to try to break your previous personal records by five pounds. There's an upper max day and a lower max day, um, followed by four to six exercises of six to 10 reps. So you're going to have uh, kind of a main lift that you're trying to beat by five pounds every single time that you do it, uh, every single week, I should say. Um, and then you followed by a couple uh, accessory workouts. And then on your dynamic days, you're going to have a moderately heavy weight for 10 to 12 sets of two reps. And you're going to do that workout as quickly as you possibly can. So a little bit of an explosive factor to this as well. Um, also an upper body day and a lower body day. So you're going to have days where you're going to try to go heavy and you're going to have days where you try to go really fast. Um, so in terms of like how this looks on a, in a specific week, it's a really a four day split. So Monday could be a max effort low day. Um, Wednesday could be a max effort uh, upper body day. Friday is a dynamic effort lower body day. Sunday is a dynamic effort upper body day. So two max days, two dynamic days, two days where you're going heavy, two days where you're going fast. One day specified or one day specifically for upper body, another day specifically for lower body. So the thing about Westside is you have a gigantic pool of exercises that you can choose from. And very rarely in Westside do you actually do the traditional core lifts, right? You're not going to do a, uh, um, a traditional bench press, a traditional deadlift, and a traditional squat. You're going to do variations of those. So on a like a max lower body day, you're going to do a box squat or you're going to do a barbell rack pull. It could be front or back box squat. Um, and then for your accessory exercises, you can do a good morning. You can do sled pulls. You can do uh, dumbbell rows, um, barbell rows, power cleans, power snatches, leg curl machine. Um, on your upper body max days, you can do an incline, uh, incline barbell press, a decline barbell press, power rack bench press, floor press, board press. So these are all variations of the bench press. You're not doing a legitimate bench press uh, like you would in a competition. They're variations of it. So it's very interesting. And then accessory work for upper body days. Um, dumbbell presses, once again, lying tricep extensions, close grip barbell bench press, pullover with a barbell, bar dips, and push-ups, various with grips. So there's a lot of variation when it comes to west side. Um, you do go heavy, but a bulk of the workout is accessory movements. So um, Louis used to train a lot of NFL players and UFC players back in the day. So it wasn't so much, there's obviously an emphasis on getting strong, when you're an athlete like that, you want to be strong, but you don't want to lose your athleticism as well. So unlike the Texas method, unlike the 5-3-1, where it's a very, 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 very heavy focus on strength, there's obviously a focus on strength here, Westside being one of the most elite powerlifting gyms of all time. They're very strong people, but there's also an emphasis on athleticism, right? It might not be like the best program for elite athletes, but uh, if you're a person who wants to be strong and agile and athletic, this could be a program for you. Um, 
Westside also uses a lot of tools, right? They'll use um, boards, a board press, right? So you're doing a bench press, but you have wood on your on your chest that's effectively stopping you or shorting your range of motion. Um, chains, bands, these are all things that are staples of the Westside method. So pros of the Westside method. You're going to get strong. Um, these are all strength building programs. Of course, you're going to get strong. Pro number two, there's lots of accessory work. So this is a good uh, workout program if you want to maintain your physique, right? You don't want to get bigger. You don't want to gain weight if you're trying to be strong. This is still an aesthetic program, right? There's a lot of accessory work that comes with it. Um, so if you want to have a better body composition, you still want to um, be leaner and leaner and leaner. Westside is a uh, is a good blend of that. Um, pro number three, there's a lot of athleticism work. So if you're not somebody who wants to lose your agility, you're still an active person, you're playing basketball on the weekends, Westside is um, not going to inhibit you from doing that. And there's tons of variations. Um, there's a big exercise pool. So if you're a person who gets bored very easily, um, this is a good program for you, right? You're going to cycle through workouts all the time. It's never going to be the same thing um, every time that you do that. Cons. Westside is very confusing. Only Louie knows what Westside method really, really is. So don't ask me, hey, Coach Mark, put me on the Westside method because I don't fucking know what the Westside method is really. Um, I have a general idea, um, but I don't think anybody but Louis Simmons really knows what the true Westside method is because he's always changing it. Um, and the other thing is the big con of the Westside method is it seems like it's going to be a very, very long workout, right? You're focusing on uh, one heavy lift and then there's a lot of accessory work that comes after that. He says four to six accessory exercises for six to 10 reps each. So you might be in the gym for at least an hour, probably more than that. So if you're a person who is short on time, um, West side is maybe not the, the best for you, right? Um, but that about that's about it for the three programs. It's a gloss over, like I said. If you're interested in more, um, give it a Google. Let me know. I'll point you in the right direction. Um, if it comes to it, I'll do a full episode on one of these programs. Right? I'll take a deeper dive. You know, if you want to know what weights to use, um, Google will tell you. You'll be able to look up these exercises. It'll give you percentages. You'll be able to plug in your specific weights um, to have you give you a better idea as to what these things are. And some of you guys out there might be listening to this and say, this all sounds really hardcore. It sounds like something I would not do, right? Some of you guys might do it, but some of you guys are like, eh, that doesn't seem like my thing. Um, and I totally understand that. That that totally makes sense. That tracks. Um, but the other thing to think about is that all these core exercises, the squat, the bench press, the deadlift have variations that anybody can do, right? Um, you know, whatever prototypical like powerlifting, strongman, um, kind of thing you have going on in your head right now as you listen to this episode it doesn't have to be like that there's variations for all these exercises um you know you should try to build up good strength in a press exercise you should try to build up good strength in your legs which is a squat you should try to build up good exercise uh, or good strength in a hip hinge movement right deadlift being a hip hinge if you want to pick up anything from the floor that's a hip hinge movement so you want to be strong in that position um so of course it sounds very uh intense it sounds very like typical like stereotypical kind of powerlifting, you know, hardcore crazy gym, it doesn't have to be that. You don't have to do any of these specific programs. You don't have to do any of the core lifts as they are right now. You can do variations. You can take principles from these different workout programs and kind of start to piece things together, right? Um, like I said, being strong is never a bad thing. So it's definitely something to look into um, and to be aware of and to try to strive for, right? 
always try to be a little bit stronger, right? Always progressive overload is already built in. Um, if you're progressive overloading, you're getting stronger anyways. Um, so definitely something to think about, right? You know, it doesn't have to be the crazy stereotypical thing that you're thinking about. You can definitely cater all these things to yourself. And that about wraps up that portion of the show, which inevitably brings us to the made to excel fitness university of hard knocks of common sense. Mark Torres, made to excel fitness university of hard knocks of common sense. And on the docket today, we have a YouTube beef, not a YouTube beef of mine. I'm not affluent enough in that community to have one of those yet, but a YouTube beef between coach Greg, AKA Greg Doucette and Abby Sharp. Coach Greg uh, is a professional bodybuilder, online fitness coach, and obviously a fitness YouTuber. Uh, and Abby Sharp is a registered dietitian. She runs a pretty popular food blog uh, and also obviously a fitness YouTuber. And these two have been going at it back and forth uh, for like a few weeks now, right? And as far as I can tell, it seems as if Abby cast the first stone. Uh, she made a video kind of criticizing Coach Greg's um, coaching techniques, right? Um, essentially, what she says is that Coach Greg is too aggressive of a coach and he's promoting an unhealthy, unsafe relationship with food. Um, and I would like to preface this by saying, I've never heard of Abby Sharp prior to this whole thing. Um, I don't know much about Abby Sharp outside of the quick Google search that I did prior to this. Um, in terms of Coach Greg, I've seen a few Coach Greg videos, probably less than 10% of his total videos. Um, so I have an understanding of who Coach Greg is, um, but I'm not entirely, you know, entrenched in his catalog of videos but from the few fitness videos of his that i did see i was in agreement with pretty much all of it right he preaches uh calories balance um things of that nature which i'm all in accordance for and he talks shit about other youtubers and fitness content creators that say stupid things um and try to promote stupid products which i obviously uh, i'm a big fan of but coach greg is obviously he's a loud rambunctious dude he's uh pretty funny but i can see how he rubs people the wrong way and of course abby is not his biggest fan um and i think at the end of the day what these two are quarreling about is different coaching techniques, right? I think if they were to sit down and talk about um, health by itself, they would find that they're in agreement with a lot of stuff. Maybe not everything, um, but they probably share a lot of the same ideas. They're just battling on what is the better coaching style. Abby says that Coach Greg is too tough of a coach. I think at one point she says that he's like more of a militant kind of coach, which I don't think he is. He actually has he, he put in a clip in this video um, where he was talking about the importance of balance and the importance of enjoying yourself when you're dieting and things of that nature, which obviously is not very militant in style. There's people that are out there that are very strict. They will get in your face. They'll yell at you. Those are very militant coaches. I don't think Coach Greg is that. But he does have a little bit of a hard edge, right? He's not going to sugarcoat anything. I don't think he's going to pat your pat your back when you say, hey, Coach Greg, um, I gained five pounds. What'd you do? I ate a whole cake by myself. I don't think he's going to pat you on the back. And I could be completely wrong because I've never had Coach Greg as a coach, right? I don't know what his coaching um, style is for sure. But it doesn't seem like he's very militant, but he does have a little bit of a hard edge to him. And on the other hand, Abby seems to be a very, very soft coach. She's a person who doesn't want to hurt your ego. Everything is okay all the time. Um, and I hate to use this example, but kind of like a, the fitness equivalent of everybody gets a trophy. So you have two very different coaching styles. And I'm not talking about this in this podcast today because you care about this particular YouTube beef, but it's just a testament to the different coaching styles that are out there. Coach Greg is a little bit of a harder coach. Abby is much, much softer in her techniques. Um, Obviously, Coach Greg is not on the extreme side of the hard side, but um, 
he does have a little bit of an edge to him, like I said. So uh, his thing is more about accountability, whereas Abby does seem like she does let her clients get away with a lot more. And like I said, I could be completely wrong. I don't know that much about Abby. But when you are looking and you're thinking about maybe hiring a coach, hiring a personal trainer, that's something that you have to be kind of cognizant of. There's different training styles out there. There's different coaching styles out there. You got to think about what coaching style is going to really work best for you. Do you need accountability or are you somebody that needs somebody who's compassionate, understanding, and is willing to work with you through a difficult time? Of course, if you need accountability, you need somebody more like Coach Greg who's going to tell you how it is. Um, I don't think he's going to be super aggressive about it, but he's going to tell you how it is. Um, He's not militant, but he's definitely direct. Or you need somebody like Abby who's going to try to work with you, um, but it doesn't seem like she has a lot of accountability with her clients. Like I said, I don't know for sure. Um, but I mean, she runs a pretty popular food blog. I'm assuming she's had um, dietitian clients before that have had great progress. So maybe she does have a little bit of an accountability to her that doesn't come off um, when she speaks. Um, you know, maybe you need a blend of both, right? Somebody who's going to hold you accountable, but somebody who's going to do so in a way uh, that's very understanding, right? There's a blend of both there as well, somebody in the middle. So just, a, you know, just a, a, a testament to the different coaching styles out there, knowing which one is going to work for you best is going to obviously uh, result in the best progress that you can possibly make. So that's just something to be cognizant of. If you are interested in the contents of that particular YouTube beef by itself, you can find those videos online. Uh, there's like three of them now. They keep going back and forth. Um, but that wraps up the Made to Excel Fitness University of Hard Knocks of Common Sense. And of course, the weekly follow-up. The weekly follow-up is a segment of the show where I go over the previous week's episode and just try to clear up anything that I may have missed or misspoken on. Um, And obviously last week's episode was episode 22, Marky Mark and the Phony Bunch. And the big overarching theme that I wanted to try to convey with that particular episode is that celebrities will say anything on social media, right? Mark Wahlberg is many things, but a personal trainer or an exercise scientist, he is not, right? Celebrities will do anything for money, um, endorsements, sponsorships. Maybe they have a friend with a company who they want to help out. Maybe they want to be in the know and have things that maybe other people don't know. Um, Whatever the case may be, right? Marky Mark is not a fitness person. So just because he says fitness things on his Instagram does not make them gospel. So I think the less fitness advice that you take from celebrities, unless they're a personal trainer, uh, probably the better off you'll be, um, you know, cause those people will say anything. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to clear up was at the end of the show, I talked about a particular influencer who was on a meal prep, uh, and they were talking about how this meal prep allows them to have foods that they really enjoy. And then when they listed off those foods that they're allowed to have, it was like croutons and cucumbers in a salad, which doesn't seem that enjoyable to me. But of course, there's people out there that actually probably enjoy eating like that. For me, it doesn't sound like the greatest thing in the world. Um, But for you, if you are thinking about getting into a meal prep and paying for these things, whether it's a full meal prep where they do all your meals or maybe just like a dinner thing, make sure you're getting a meal prep that you're going to enjoy, that you're going to last on, that you're going to do for a very, very, very long period of time. If you're thinking of doing a meal prep and they say, hey, you're going to be able to eat the things that you enjoy eating and those things end up being cucumbers in your salad, unless you really like cucumbers in your salad, you're going to hate it. So make sure you know what you're getting into so you're not wasting your money, you're not wasting your time, and you can have the best result you can possibly have. But that about wraps up today's show. If you enjoyed the episode, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening. Leave me a review. Share the video. Share the podcast with a friend who you think might enjoy it. I appreciate you all. 
If you're on YouTube, hit one of the two related videos. I think you'll enjoy those as well. Subscribe to me on YouTube. Follow me on Instagram at MTE Fit. Follow me on TikTok. I have a TikTok now. I don't know if you, know if you guys know that or not. Uh, also, MTE Fit. There, I'll be posting workouts and fitness tutorials and such. Um, that should be really fun. Uh, so, follow me there as well. If you have any questions for the Q&A, um, send me a DM or email me at made2excelfitness at gmail.com. I appreciate you all. Peace and love. See you guys in the next one. What's up, Mark? How you doing, man? Hunter Henry, LA Charger tight end. Uh, best big time shout out to your uh, fitness podcast, the Made to Excel Fitness Podcast. So um, super cool, man. Got a lot going on. Bolt ganger, don't bang.